Hannah means family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? You don't know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Hakuna Matata! And welcome, you, my lucky, lucky listener, have won the opportunity to listen to (laughs) one of our most action-packed episodes. Of all time. Of all time. This is Disney Plus Us, a podcast dedicated to the Disney streaming service. We cover the news. We cover the gossip. We cover the latest tips and tricks. But also, but also, we are watching every single Disney animated feature in chronological order. Today, you have landed on Wally. 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 Get um, excited! Yeah. It, well, this whole episode, you should be getting excited. You for. should be really excited for because we're going to talk about Disney's World. Oh, Disney's <laughs> World, not Disney World. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to take you on a sound sing <laughs> trip to Disney's World. Oh, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrea. Dear wife. Yeah. Real quick, I got to know, how are you doing? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm doing great. Um, I've been reading a lot lately. Um I don't know that I have any exciting life updates for you. And I'm always racking my brain like right when you ask this question and that never before. I want to know what you're reading. Oh, okay. So right now I'm reading a book called Whale Fall. Yeah. Which is excellent. Um, I got done with Carrie Soto is Back, which was a Taylor Jenkins read. That was uh, great. I read where that Where it's a tennis star who's... Uh, has retired and is coming out of retirement to go kick someone's butt. Awesome. Figuratively. Figuratively. On, on the tennis court, that is. Yes. So those have been delightful. Yeah, good. Jay, how are you doing? Oh, darling wife, thanks for asking. You know, I'm going to say I'm doing great. I think uh, the the weather's turning like really nice, but it's kind of the days are getting shorter. I too am enjoying reading, but um, I was thinking about this today, and I I don't know I'm really getting into cooking. I think oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> we have hit that point where. Crock pots are coming out where we can stop thinking about it's 200 degrees outside. What should I eat <laughs> that won't boil me from the inside? So now there's just this other crop of food that's delicious that mm. I'm excited to cook. What are you most excited to cook? Ooh, um, right now, curry. Like, Ooh. I love curry. All right. I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, moving on, what do you what do you say we get into some news? Let's get into some news. Oh boy. Do we have news or what? Do we? Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Rider strike still a thing, but 
cool things are still coming to Disney Plus. All right, lay it on me. We are getting really close to October. Uh huh. And so you're like, what's coming to Disney Plus in October? That was my first question. I know. I could read it on your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm going to answer that. Right off the bat, October 2nd is Mickey and Friends Trick or Treat. Oh, my gosh. I know. I I just read I just read it. Yeah. Um, October 3rd, we get another episode of Ashoka. Which we have not started. I know. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's what that means. <laughs> October 4th is Haunted Mansion. The that's new cool. one? The new one. Oh, that's really soon. Wasn't it just in theaters? Not just, but yeah, it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. October 5th, we got Loki, the new series, or second, third, fourth series, I don't know. Okay. The next iteration. And... Then we have Goosebumps coming October 13th. <gasps> is that Friday the 13th? Yes. And Goosebumps is coming out? Yeah. Man, I know what we're doing. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> so, and this is this is going to run into the next piece of news I want to talk about, and that is Hollow Stream. So not Halloween, Hollow Stream. Yeah, like you're streaming stuff. Okay, that almost works. <laughs> Disney's pushing, and I'm I'm sniffing the bait. I'm gonna bite. Okay, <laughs> uh, but they put together, and this is really cool. If you go to, you can select Hollow Stream on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and it's this curated pile of media that's just all kind of spooky themed. Ooh! So they have put out an official banner. Uh-huh. Uh, one, I mean, obviously, starting with the Haunted Mansion, we got Goosebumps. But then uh, 1020 Marvel Studios Werewolf by Night in Color. Okay. 1031 Dancing with the Stars Halloween episode. Oh, they do a good Halloween episode. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Hocus oh, Pocus. Hocus Pocus 2. Halloween Town. Muppets Haunted Mansion, The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Collection, uh, Twitches, Under Wraps, Frankenweenie, and Skeleton Dance. So they have so much, like, they'll feed you that to you. They'll release their little graphic, but then you go in there and you can just select all kinds of fun Halloween spooky stuff fun fact that i know about skeleton dance yeah i didn't think that would hit but yeah lay it on me (laughs) okay so i just read this giant biography of walt disney okay and skeleton dance after it was like right after steamboat willie and it was kind of this like walt had envisioned like this big like musical number where and this was right after like talking pictures was a thing and it it still hadn't quite meshed for cartoons yet like that so but he had this vision that he would match up like all this music and dancing and no one had ever done anything like skeletons dancing before they thought it was too spooky or something and so he puts this out and it is a huge hit. And oh. the idea of skeleton dance and putting animation to music eventually led to Fantasia. 
Whoa. So it's kind of a little piece of Disney history there. Wow. Uh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> All right. So we might have to watch that Definitely. because I've read all about it now. <laughs> One thing I also want to say, and this is kind of an obvious thing, is Dancing with the Stars is starting. And it, uh, it's going to be that same live situation. No Tyra Banks this year. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't think so. Darn. I don't know what happened there. Probably money. Well, yeah. Yeah. So we're coming to the point of the show where I had something planned. I want to throw a curveball at Andrea. I think I want to introduce the merch section. Merch. Toys. Clothes. Games. Soundtracks. Figurines. Lego. Let's shop. All right, so this curveball that <laughs> Andrea does not even know I'm throwing at her is she listened to a book uh, all about Walt Disney. Okay, so this was a biography, and I'm pulling up the title of it so I get it exactly right. Um, let's see if I can find it here. It's called Walt Disney. The Triumph of the American Imagination by Neil Gabler. And this book is freaking huge. Like, it's a brick. Um, and the audiobook was over 30 hours long. Holy just, cow. Just kind of to give you a sense of it. But it is Walt Disney from birth to death. Like, you get the whole thing. Um and it's fascinating. Like, he, you find out a lot about him. You find out a lot about all of the different works that he did. Um, they address some of the, like, controversial things about him. Like, the the cryopreservation. Had you ever heard that? That he was, like, frozen, frozen. on ice? Yeah. Not true. <sighs> uh, the reason that that was, like, a rumor is because he was, like, talking to someone about cryopreservation, like, a month or two before he died. Oh. And so somebody, like, threw that out there, and that became a thing. And there's <laughs> a chance. <laughs> it might be a chance, but probably not. Um, so I'd feel like it was a very comprehensive look at the man, uh, warts and all. Like, there, not everything in there is flattering to Walt Disney. Um, but it was just, if you like biography, if you're interested in the guy, it's a fascinating read. Yeah, that's great. I think I might at some point listen to that. I think you did the right thing. I don't think I have whatever energy it takes to read (laughs) (laughs) that massive tome. I've got a commute, like a a 30-minute-plus commute three days a week Uh, Uh, because I'm in a hybrid situation. So, like, uh, you know, that adds up over time if you're just listening to biography as you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, The other thing that we could possibly talk about. So we could talk about... My picture disc final. Yeah, yeah. That we kind of got a collection going. Yeah. We had some friends uh, surprise you with one. Oh my gosh! And then I got you one for your birthday. And and funny enough, none of them are duplicates. And <laughs> <laughs> so we had Encanto already, and that 
that disc just like blows the roof off the house. It's so good. Uh, and then Jay got me Tangled for my birthday, which we haven't even gotten to that movie yet, so he hasn't seen it. But the music's great in that, so I was excited for that. And then we had friends give us uh, Beauty and the Beast. Which is your all-time favorite. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'm very excited to listen to that one. You need to crack that open sometime. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, these picture discs are, I mean, they sound really good. They're vinyl records, and they have, like... The whole record is covered in like a picture, either a scene from a movie or a character, and they're just beautiful to look at, but they sound good too. Absolutely. As always, let's put our little... uh, Disclaimer. Disclaimer. (laughs) We are not advocating that you go out and buy things. Yeah. (laughs) We'll collect it so you don't have to, but if it's your thing, it's your thing. Yeah. There it is. Okay. This is really exciting. So our friends, Dallas and Scott, who've been on the show before, Uh they said, hey, we should go to Marceline, Missouri. This is hometown of Walt Disney. Yeah, I brought my recorder, and here's what we got. Oh, my gosh. Listen to that, everyone. That is the sounds of Marceline, Missouri. That's right. We are. We made the day trip to Walt Disney's World. That's what I'm calling this. It is um, home of Walt Disney here in in Marceline, and where we are now is that is Family Farm. We haven't made it to the museum yet, but. It's kind of a neat area. There is, uh, it's the son of the dreaming tree. There, there's signs everywhere on this farm. And I'm, I'm hanging out by the son of the dreaming tree. The original dreaming tree, I think, got hit by lightning. And um, this dreaming tree that I'm standing by is a sapling. And it was planted by Walt's grandson, Bradford Disney with a assistant of uh, Walt Disney World ambassador Sarah Pikes. The soil from the Magic Kingdom and the water from the rivers of America were lovingly mixed with the soil of this iconic farm during the planting ceremony. So that's kind of neat. So I, I've not ever heard of a dreaming tree here on the Disney farm, but uh. I didn't know it was that big of a deal, but we have a big billboard here with the original Dreaming Tree, and it's a picture of Walt uh, hanging out by, and it's a large tree. So, Walt often credits this exact location as a birthplace of his creativity. I can see that. So this, there's a lot of trees around. Um, we just had a rain, so the, the grass or the ground's a little on the muddy side. And we're walking over, and we, uh, it's kind of fun because there are signs all along this path. And it's very green here and, wi- and, and wild. 
I mean, you see the wide open skies here, but also there's a clear path to uh, where you're supposed to go. I'm, I'm now cross, crossing over kind of a, a bridged area that has some gravel on it. I'm gonna read you one more sign. It says, Walt learns a valuable lesson. When a young Walt Disney decided to hold a circus in the barn, his friends paid 10 cents for a show comprised of a lethargic goat, a pig, and the family dog and cat dressed in the Sister Ruth's doll clothes. They were not impressed. When Flora heard the commotion in the barn, she requested Walt to refund mission and share his wisdom. If you deliver more than your audience expects, they will never be disappointed. A lesson Walt took to heart. And I'm walking along and I see Andrea. <laughs> How are you? Good. I'm all set up. I'm doing a quick recording. Oh, nice. Did you tell them about the barn yet? Where, let's describe what we, we see. Okay, so it, what appears to be an old wooden barn. It's very charming, set in uh, the grass. It's surrounded by flowers. Uh, and I see a couple artists set up who are, are drawing either the landscape or the barn. Um, but you go inside and there's all these messages covering every wall. Just people who have signed their names who have been here, messages to Walt Disney. Uh, it's kind of a nice little isolated area that's strangely beautiful. We paid nothing to come here. We yeah. just parked and we walked up. So if you happen to want to do this as a day trip, so far I would recommend it. I mean, the barn is not original. No. This, this... It was built in 2001, I believe. But it's the same blueprints as what was there, so... I'm going to continue on. Did you find the geocache? Yes. Uh, was it good? Oh, it was all right. Just a little container with a log in it. Ah, uh, nothing special. Yeah. Okay. And we are walking. Let me go into the barn real quick. Um, the barn stands, I would say that's a good 20 feet tall. It has... It's all wood, obviously, but it has wood shingles. It has a gravel floor, which I'm not sure if that was original or not. We're going to walk in here real quick. It's very cool. The dark wood, the dark door, and inside they encourage graffiti. And so they, they will provide you with markers and... We see lots of pictures of Mickey Mouse, hand-drawn, and sure enough, I'm looking at it right here. There's a Disney Plus Us podcast plug. So if you're here and you can find the Disney Plus Us podcast graffiti on one of the beams, I'll give you that. If you come here and you look at one of the beams and you can find us, that's that's a feat but um anyway i think that concludes our our sound scene tour uh thanks for for listening and we're gonna head off to the museum now so have a good one 
Wasn't that fun? Yeah, that was quite the trip. Like, that was just a really cool place to be. <sighs> yeah. And I'm going to hint at this after our, our movie segment, but at the very, very end, Andrea and I took the recorder. We each got mic'd up, and we walked down the original Main Street USA <gasps> yeah. in Marceline, and we kind of do this free ramble thought thing. So this will be after the show. Okay. So we're spreading it out. Spreading it out yeah. after the closing song hits. Stick around. You'll you'll get that bonus content Ooh, for those who want it. Bonus content. Bonus. Nice. Anyway, what do you say we do some improv? Oh, let's do it. Roll sound. Rolling. Sound production take two. Oh, boy, it is time for some improv. We must take it to DEFCON 3. Once I got that tattoo removed... I decided it was time to buy a Jeep. (laughs) And action. Insert token. Uh, okay. Do you require ketchup? Uh, yes. Mustard too, please. Insert mustard packet. Damn it. <laughs> Can I get a, a, a Sprite too? <laughs> Insert token. What? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, valued customer. Oh, thank you. I actually never... Please scan first item. Oh, um, oh okay. <laughs> this is my first time here. Please so scan I, first oh item. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, well, I've got a box of tissues. Bling! And I've got an extra large bag of Cheetos. Bling! And I, I've got this movie that I'd like to buy. Bling! That was a different sound. Why was that sound different? Bling! Uh-oh. Bling! Uh oh, I think I'm doing it wrong. Um, hang on. Um, I've got this uh bottle of Boone's Farm. Bing. Okay, that was normal. Thank God. Um, yeah. I mean, I figured I better get something healthy too, so I've got a bag of carrots. Welcome, valued customer. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think we got something. That's no, not surely something. All right, <laughs> let's let's just talk. You and me, let's open up how and where and what do you think of Wally? I saw this in theaters when it came out. In fact, I remember when the trailer, not even the full length trailer, the teaser trailer came out. Really? And I was so in love with that little Wally. Like sound, like they didn't tell me anything about the movie, but just Wally saying his name and flashing the title, I was in. Wow. <laughs> like whatever they were gonna show me, I was there for. That's amazing. So I went and saw it in theaters, and I thought it was delightful. You know, the buzz around this was huge. I don't remember. I mean, one since I'm sure there has been, but. The buzz around Wally, I, I it was revolutionary. It was a look at humanity. It was 
a lesson for us all. It was cute. It, it was everything. Like mm-hmm. people promised the world. And I, I know I saw it. I don't remember like buying the ticket, but I know I hit the, the theater seat and I know I loved it because it was a great, great movie. But what's funny is I, all I like now looking back on it, all I remember is like, there wasn't much talking mm-hmm. and it was a little preachy mm-hmm. and that's about it. Like, I don't really remember the story much more than there's like slobs of America, you know, it's like <laughs> things went way downhill Yeah, yeah. and there was like an, uh, another like girl robot or something for Wally. Eva. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been a little preachy, but you know, but that's okay. Sometimes I don't we need it. Like I feel like it was an entertaining movie apart from that, but yeah, there's, there's some like, Get off your lard ass kind of stuff. Think about the environment. Think about the environment. There was a lot of that. And don't let AI run everything, which is still very relevant. (laughs) Which we failed that test. (laughs) We're getting there. Yep. We can't wait to toss it over to AI. (laughs) So I'm, I'm delighted to see this again. What do you say we watch the trailer? Let's do it. Seven hundred years into the future, mankind will leave our planet, leaving Earth's cleanup in the hands of one incredible machine. Who is it? (laughs) His name is Wally. After all these years, he's developed one little glitch. A personality. He's extremely curious. And just a little bit lonely. But all that is about to change. New clean robot. That Eva just shot. Poor Wally. (laughs) From Pixar. Eva's rocket's taking off. Wally latched on. Arrest that robot. And now montage of stuff. You are now free to move around the cabin. Just a trail? You look gorgeous. <laughs> (laughs) 
So normally I like to describe what's happening in the trailer. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do so. I was so captivated. <laughs> I don't think I could. Like I was just like, uh, I was back in kid mode where I was just like, I love this. Yeah, this right. Fantastic. <laughs> I've got to watch this movie. Yes. What do you say we watch this movie? Let's watch the movie. One, two, three, four. It's time for the movie. Which remote do we use again? I get the popcorn. There could be spoilers. We'll be back in four, three, two, one. And we are back. We are back. Wowie. Wowie. Jay, what'd you think? You know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I don't think this is like a small child would not like this. No. But I do think this had a bigger picture, a bigger purpose. It was enjoyable. I liked it. (laughs) I still liked it. I like the silent bits where you just see him like playing with his environment. I like the whole like. He just wants to hold someone's hand element to it. Like, it, it was just cute all the way through. It really was. It yeah. Was, it was a really cute movie, but also depressing. Yeah, there were some elements in there that you're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, and we'll talk about those when we get to them. Uh, but what do you say we get into it? I uh, yeah, uh, real quick. I think Brian's getting antsy over there on that saxophone. So this one's for you, Brian. That's Donna on the keys, looking good, Donna. They're so patient. They just sit over there and wait while we do this whole podcast. It's very polite. Just for this one moment. (laughs) So consistent. That's why they get paid the medium bucks. (laughs) Play the same song every single time. (laughs) When I point at them. (laughs) Okay. So we open up and we see the landscape, which appears to be our earth. But it looks a lot browner, and there's a lot of trash everywhere. And we see a happy little droid. I'm going to call him a droid. A droid? He's a robot. A robot a droid. Yeah. And his job is to scurry about, finding garbage, cube it up, and he's made, and make him into a cube. Yeah, and then stack them. But with these cubes, he is made... Just, skyscrapers and he, yeah. you could tell he's been at this for thousands of years and you, it kind of feels like maybe he's one of the few if not the only one still operational because there's a point in this opening sequence where he like needs new uh treads on his little robot feet and he rolls by one that has powered down and appears to be just not functional anymore. 
and he takes the treads off that one. <laughs> Which is unique. Andrea, what would you enjoy having an entire planet to yourself? Uh, it would be fun for a couple of days, and then it would be, you'd just be looking for someone to connect with. Like, you, you'd go crazy all by yourself. Yeah. And Wally has been, let's say, he's a little crazy. He's, you can tell he is not a normal uh, wall E robot, which is a waste allocation load lifter, mm. Earth class. All the other Wallies have shut down. He's found ways to keep himself going every day. He's taking spare parts from all the shut down robots to keep himself going. But also, he's finding interesting stuff in these trash piles. And I'm guessing all the other robots didn't find this stuff interesting. It was all trash. But Wally has this little collection that he keeps. Like Rubik's Cubes and like lighters, little Zippo lighters. And like just tons of, and he's got this Hello Dolly tape that he keeps playing the music for over and over Like a VHS tape. Yeah. Yeah. So you almost get the feeling that Wally has kind of developed a personality and maybe even a soul, even though he's a robot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. He he has funny choices that make you giggle in this opening sequence. Yeah, he also he's got a little cockroach friend. Oh yeah, who appears to be the only other like moving thing on this earth. Uh, so he hangs out with the little cockroach friend. They avoid a big dust storm. Uh, Wally's got a little, like, tractor trailer that he hides in at night. Um, so we see this whole montage of how he's living his life. We see that he's lonely because he's watching the Hello Dolly movie. And he, he sees, zooms in on, like, the humans holding hands. And he decides he'd like to hold hands with someone. Aww. So then, one fateful day, he sees a laser on the ground. Yeah, and we've all seen them. Remember in the early 2000s when those red laser dot pens came out? And every jerk had one that would like oh, go man. to a movie theater. Even before, like, I remember like in fifth grade, people had them. Yeah. And they're pointing them all over, and they banned them in schools pretty quickly. Or you go to the movie theater and someone was pointing it at the screen. Maybe this was playing off of that because at first you're like, okay, down in front, who's doing that? And then you realize it's part of the movie. Yeah. There's a laser and he's following it. Like a cat. Like a cat almost. Yeah, Yeah, those movements were very cat-like. And then there's more and more and more and suddenly this giant rocket lands. Yeah. I guess it was kind of spotting where to land based on the lasers. And it drops off another robot. This one, you can't say a <laughs> robot is gendered. I'm not going to say that. But yeah. this had feminine characteristics for a robot. <laughs> it was very sleek, very cool. Obviously, a newer model than whatever Wally is. And. They've landed this robot, and it flies off and starts to explore. It's scanning things and gets a little red. Nope. And then it scans more things. So Wally is delighted that there's another being that he can interact with. 
Uh, so he follows, and we get this whole montage to the tune of La Vie en Rose, where he's trying to impress her. <laughs> and, like, she's spotted him. She has decided he's useless to her. And there's a whole scene, like, they're in a grocery store, and all the shopping carts smash him up against the sliding doors before they open. Like, a whole montage of just him making a fool of himself, <laughs> trying to, like, get her attention. But very sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. Finally, Wally is able to talk to her. And we find out her name is Eva, which I think in the script is Eve, E-V-E. Yeah. But as they pronounce it throughout as Eva. Eva. <laughs> uh, we find out. She asks him what his directive is, and he shows her his little trash crunching. <laughs> yeah, very cute. <laughs> and he asks her what her directive is, and she says, classified. Ooh. Won't tell him. Um, but they kind of chat a little bit as far as robots can chat, and then he brings her, there's a dust storm, so he brings her back to his little tractor trailer and shows her all his stuff. She is so impressed about seeing <laughs> Wally's I mean this could have been thousands of years of you know going through trash and what he has found mm -hmm. and she is just delighted yeah yeah and things like he hands her a Rubik's cube he turns away and he comes back and she solved it already <laughs> yes. uh, but he shows her the hello dolly tape and she kind of looks puzzled at it and then he pulls out the most exciting thing he's found which is a little plant that's in a boot and suddenly eve scans it a green light flashes she absorbs she brings the plant into her little robot body and then she shuts down yeah her little chest compartment yeah is sealed up and yeah yeah shuts down and Wally's panicked. He thinks she's maybe out of battery or something. Yeah. So he tries to charge her back up and, and like, waits for days in the rain with her and in the dust storms trying to get her charged up. And oh. that doesn't work. And then he wraps a, a Christmas lights around and just, like, drags her little floating robot body with him wherever he goes. So cute. <laughs> so, cute. Uh, so, yeah, we get a whole montage there. But then the spaceship comes back, picks Eva up, and Wally hitches a ride. This is sad because Wally has to say goodbye to his little cockroach friend. Yeah. I, re I think he worked in some, there was some other joke, you know, like cockroaches can survive a nuclear explosion and Twinkies. And there was definitely a Twinkie <laughs> yeah. in there. It wasn't branded as a Twinkie, but we all knew that's yeah. a Twinkie. The cockroach was living off the Twinkie. Yeah. Like yeah. go into the little cream hole. And then Wally like rolls over or something happens to the cockroach and you're like, oh no, it's been squished. And then it just pops right back up again. Um. So anyway, the spaceship is going far away and towing Wally on the outside with it. And he's just hanging on for dear life. And they come up to a giant space cruiser called the Axiom. This is where we kind of get a look at what humanity has become. 
Yes, we get a whole overview of what's going on on the space cruiser. And Jay, what do we see? So this is a little preachy, guys. So (laughs) buckle up. We knew it was coming, but all of humanity is, they have a a normal day in the life on Uh the space cruiser. You have a little hovercraft, you have your screen, and you have your food, and everybody is just horribly overweight and they're like giant babies yeah so lazy and all they're just addicted to screens and food and what's funny (laughs) like this started out as a cruise like Uh a quick little whatever like let's go away for five years we'll come back and all the trash will be cleaned up on our planet yeah it's been 700 years. Yeah. <laughs> There's been many people who lived and died their whole lives in this state of just obesity. And like they're on their screens like talking to people, but they don't notice really what's going on around them kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. So you, that's what's going on. Oh, and the new fashion like is a color like everybody's red and then somebody's like try blue and then somebody turns blue then everybody turns oh yeah they're like advertisements everywhere and on their screens and yeah everybody's kind of in their own little worlds uh very fat they uh, they're floating around on these floating chairs and you kind of get the feeling that they can't really move without them it's a whole thing when a human falls off like there's a whole sect of robots that's made (laughs) To like emergency, <laughs> a human has fallen off their little thing, and then they like <laughs> and lift them up Help them and get up. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, I it's, would say, a scary, preachy warning of what could come for it, humans. It's not looking good. Yeah. <laughs> but Jay, <laughs> were they really that far off with the like obesity and the screens? part of no, it. <laughs> no no they have a point okay they, they make a good point Lit. they've taken it to an extreme yes. but they make we a good point got it thanks disney <laughs> okay so we have a whole sequence where they're unloading eva off the um spaceship and wally comes off too and one of the robots calls him a foreign contaminant and tries to clean him. Yeah, the cleaning robot, which I think is the busiest robot on the whole ship. Yeah. His job is to clean up. Yeah, he looks at Wally and just like explodes. Freaks out, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Eva has been uh, whisked off to the captain uh, because she has found life yeah (laughs) she's she's got a little flashing green leaf on her body and she's being taken to the captain for further review which the captain is also in a state of size Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and he is just as lazy as everybody else on the ship and like there's some procedure or something about, oh, what happens if this robot comes back with proof of life? Yeah. So they have to like watch a video from 700 years ago saying, oh, if you find life, it's time to go back. So then he starts kind of prepping to go back. He pulls out an old dusty manual and doesn't know how to read a book because it's ancient. 
What is that book? <laughs> and meanwhile, the autopilot, which is this robot who is his helper, quote unquote, <laughs> is is pointing him to the right stuff to do. So Eva comes up, shows the plant, but the plant is gone. And they think that she is, oh, it's a false alarm. Yeah, she she just misread something. So send her down to repairs. False alarm, we're not going back to Earth. So now we're in the repair unit. Wally has followed Eve there because he's, he's worried what they're going to do to her. And this is where all the other broken robots are. <laughs> Get ready for hilarity, guys. This is a very funny sequence. So broken robots include like uh, an umbrella robot that goes the wrong way entirely, like is completely opened and bent inside out or like a massage robot that's pounding like way too hard yeah. <laughs> yeah. or like a makeup putting on robot oh, yeah. Yeah. that has also gone way too far. They're all in, in different states of disrepair, I suppose. And it kind of is like a robot crazy ward. <laughs> uh, so they take Eva back for diagnostics and Wally's freaking out. Uh, he he sees them like they're like cleaning and her head like lifts off her body because she's all kind of floaty. But Wally sees that and like flips out, breaks out of whatever cage they put him in and set, basically sets everyone free. But what the problem with these broken rob- robots going free <laughs> is... It's it's just catastrophic. I mean, the tennis ball machine is just nailing people left and right. <laughs> There's, you know, the the makeup machine is just shooting every everybody, mm, yeah, <laughs> including Wally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's very funny. Chaos, uh, chaos, chaos ensues. They get their picture taken as rogue robots and broadcast all over the ship. I forgot about that. That and, was so good. And Eva is just horrified. So she, embarrassed. She tells Wally to go home. She drags him down to an escape pod and tries to put him in and send him home. That's when you know a date's gone bad. Yeah. <laughs> and he he doesn't want to go without her. So he, he sneaks off. But then they see the plant. The plant has been discarded. There it is. And a little robot is trying to put it in an escape pod and, like, destroy it. Mm. So Wally goes in, saves the plant, the escape pod jettisons. We think Wally has blown up, but no, he's fine. And he saved the plant. So Eva now likes him again. They fly around in space a little bit, and it's very cute. So what's interesting is most of this story we've just said is told without words. Like, every once in a while a human will say something, but... It's mostly visual. Which, at first, you're like, cool, I love this. But I'm going to tell you guys, I got a little... Worn out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a little taxing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to pay attention. What is, uh, 
You know? I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a d- nice change of pace, yeah. but a whole movie is a long time. Yeah. For visual tele- storytelling. So they're dancing out in space, like flying around kind of lyrically to music. Meanwhile, the captain is asking the computer everything he can think to ask about Earth. And he's learning about food and dancing and farming and all pizza and like all sorts of things. And he's got all these colorful screens and he's getting so excited about Earth. And what life on an actual planet might look like. And this is when we're introduced. There is uh, a robot that has gone, what's it called? Uh, mutinous. Uh-huh. And it's kind of Hal 5000. Yes. <laughs> uh, very much based off of Hal. Yeah. The uh 2001 space odyssey robot and so (laughs) this little robot is for some unknown reason i think a bad program or something told it no matter what don't let them come back to earth oh yeah no this is the autopilot Mm -hmm. and they got a secret directive from the by and large who's the like the big corporation that that sent all the humans on the space cruiser in the first place, by and large said, "Mm, we can't fix the planet, so don't ever go home. But don't tell the humans. So the autopilot has this other directive, and it's trying to follow that unbeknownst to everyone else. Mm. So Eva takes the plant that Wally has saved back up to the captain, Captain's delighted, starts the return to Earth protocol again, and the autopilot steps in to try and stop it. Oh, my gosh. A big fight ensues. Wally and Eva get thrown in the trash. The, um, the, what's his, the captain gets confined to his quarters. Um, and they have to kind of figure out a way to get back up there and turn the ship around and return to Earth and overtake the autopilot. So then we have a final battle ensue. Because you got to have a final battle. Yeah. So the captain gets out of his chair and has to walk to try and overpower the autopilot. And this is so funny because <laughs> the... The this broadcast is going to all of the ship and people are just enamored during this big fight <laughs> that he's actually walking. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, that's our captain. Yeah, he starts broadcasting to the whole ship. Hey, we're going to return to Earth. And he hits the button and everybody gets called into this giant like uh atrium or whatever to witness the plant being put back in the machine or whatever so wally and eva are trying to take the plant to the big thing in the atrium and the captain's trying to turn off the autopilot Mm. so you have all these epic fights happening this the autopilot turns the ship and it tilts and everybody rolls to one side and crashes into each other and falls out of their chairs Some of them are able to kind of stand up. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, they succeed. They make it back to Earth. Wow. And when they get out, 
They're a little disappointed because the earth is still in terrible condition, yet they're hopeful. Yeah. And and they're walking for the first time. They want to try. But the one last issue, and I forgot to say this, when they put the plant in the, when Wally and Eva put the plant in the return to earth slot that mm-hmm. they were supposed to put it in, Wally got crushed. Oh, that's right. And so he's kind of non-functional. And so they take him back to Earth, and Eva knows he's got extra parts in his tractor trailer. Uh, So they take him there. They put new parts on him. His little drive got fried. So they put all new parts. They power him up. And Wally's gone. His personality's gone. The His robot's gone. The robot's still there, so he goes out and starts trying to collect trash. He sees all of his little treasures that he's collected over the years and starts trying to compress them like trash. And they're like, oh, no. No, Wally. But then, and I believe this is what happens, a handhold. Eva reaches out. And holds Wally's hand. Right away. It triggers something deep within him. This is what I wanted all along, he says. And then Wally comes back. It's him. And the cockroach is there. Everybody's happy. The music swells. Everyone's happy. End the credits. (laughs) And on the end credits, it's like ancient art. Throughout time, showing these like incredibly obese humans, like learning how to farm and building yeah. houses and building a society, and that that whole like end credit sequence is just delightful too. And the music was great. I think Peter Gabriel sang the last song on Wally, and oh. it was just it was one of my you know favorite end credit songs. Yeah, and no th- doubt. And throughout, we've got that Hello Dolly music going on. I'm wondering what the big deal and why Hello Dolly was so used in this. But maybe we should get into... Here are true facts about... Wally! Okay, so as I said, Waste Allocation Load Lifter, Earth Class. Wally is what that stands for. If you notice, there were some giant trash robots on the Axiom... That were wall A. A. So instead of for Earth class, those are Axiom class. Oh, I see. My question on the Axiom is where did they get their resources to make trash? Yeah, for 700 years, and they've got that much trash going. Yeah, I kind of wondered that, too. Like, do they have a, a... like renewable resource of some kind and why didn't they use that on earth (laughs) i know maybe that's what got it in trouble yeah um okay so a pair of binoculars at an uh oakland a's game is how wally kind of got designed what Uh, Yeah, so they had a pair of binoculars at an A's game, and they figured out if they tilted the binoculars up and down, they could express emotion without any other, like, you know, smiling or facial expression. They could do it all just with, like, these binocular-looking eyes, and the design for Wally was born. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. 
Uh, this was the first Pixar film to be nominated for six Academy Awards. This ties it with the only other animated film to garner this many nominations, which was Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and it did win Best Animated Feature it was for so Academy good. Award. People were all abuzz about it. I mean, this <laughs> looked incredible. It did look great, and I I think it's held up pretty well, the, the uh, CGI. Yeah. Uh, it still looked good. Um, okay, so some of the early scripts of this uh, movie, humans had evolved into kind of boneless, armless, legless blobs. Yeah. But then they decided maybe that was taking it a bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think you pointed this out, but... Uh, at around the 33-minute mark, the last piece of debris that clears away from Wally as he leaves Earth's atmosphere is the Russian satellite Sputnik. Yeah. Which in 1957 was the first man-made object to be placed in Earth's yeah. orbit. I noticed Sputnik, but, although it's not up there still. They brought uh, it down. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> there was so much Earth, er, you know, satellite. So many satellite debris, yeah. which I saw this in side note. I saw this in the news. There's a satellite up there now that's the brightest thing in the night sky. Oh, really? Now, and it's it's bothering astronomers because it's messing with their view of other things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. Uh, so that's something. Um, the design for Eva, they actually brought in then, uh, the design chief of Apple, Jonathan Ive. I thought this looked very apple To come up with the design for Eva. Wow. Yeah. So she's very sleek and very like, I robot kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Huh. Um, so Ben Burt who had just finished, very famous sound engineer, sound designer, had just finished doing the Star Wars prequels and declared he never wanted to do a robot movie again. (laughs) (laughs) Yet, they still pitched this to him, and he was intrigued enough and excited enough to jump on board for this. And as you know, sound was very important in this movie. Uh, So he... He did some cool things. I'll give you, so for the cockroach sounds, uh, there were a couple noises the cockroach made. One was his little clicks that he did, and those were actually handcuffs clicking. And then he also made kind of a trilling noise when he was excited, and that was a raccoon sound sped up. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So Wally's pet cockroach was nicknamed Hal. By the Pixar artists in reference to a silent film producer, Hal Roach. Uh, And also Hal 9000 from 2001 Space Odyssey. Hal Roach. They actually, when they were developing this movie, they watched a lot of old silent movies. Like old Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton movies to see like what kind of... Physical comedy was interesting, like how to maintain over the course of a movie very little talking. (laughs) Uh, So a lot of the, like, especially at the beginning, the montage, the physical comedy, that's probably all kind of from those early silent movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see that for sure. 
smart move because we ate it up. It was great. <laughs> I liked it. It took only six weeks for this film to gross over two hundred million in the USA. Nice. Good for them. Yeah. Okay, this is my last one. Okay. So the Axiom computer, not the autopilot, but the computer itself is kind of this disembodied voice. And the voice of that computer was Sigourney Weaver. No. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, The Axiom was part inspired by the Disney Cruise Line and several (laughs) of the resort hotels in Las Vegas. Nice. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of this big atrium with signs everywhere. and Yeah. 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 Is that Grandpa over in the corner? In the corner? Does he have a question? Grandpa, what how'd you get there? What is the moral of the story? Grandpa? Grandpa! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So, darling, what is the moral of the story because grandpa wants to know wanting to hold someone's hand is a powerful motivator <laughs> yeah no that's probably something more like let's not know. destroy our planet yeah and become like giant obese blobs see the thing about that is they <laughs> kind of planned for that like they had videos of well you probably are like this by now and they showed a person getting st- from skinny to fat. Yeah. But if you lapse around the gym, we'll, ta- we'll take care of that. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I th- There's very poignant things. Take care of the earth. Take care of your body. Garbage is not garbage, but it, it's treasure. And here's a good one. Yeah. AI can either be delightful and helpful, or it can be very destructive. I eh? don't know that that's profound. Eh? I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Is any of this profound? <laughs> yeah, Does maybe. Does it have to be profound? Doesn't have to be profound. Listen to the song at the end, because I feel that is profound. The Peter, Peter Gabriel, Gabriel song. About the tree, like falling from the tree or something. And I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah. It's pretty good. But um, I think that's all we got here for today at this Disney Plus Us. Mm. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget our special treat after this song ends. Yes. It's going to be Andrea and I walking down the original... Main Street of of Marceline, Missouri. That's right. So if you're interested in that, stick around after the song. Uh, Tune in next time because we got... Bolt. Wee! B-O-L-T, Bolt. See you next time. Okay, everybody, Jay and Andrea coming to you live from the original downtown USA. Yeah, let's take a spot here on the bench. We're in Marceline, Missouri. 
which is the boyhood home of Walt Disney. And darn it if we haven't been having a great time. Yeah, so we went to the farm he lived on when he was a child and no, like, we didn't see a farmhouse or anything, but there's a nice little pathway you can walk and, like, beautiful scenery, and they have a barn that they put up. Um, I'm sure you heard Jay's audio from that. And then in the afternoon, we went to the museum, which a lot of the museum was things that Walt Disney's sister, Ruth, had kept and donated to the city of Marceline. Um... So it was a nice little museum, Jay. What do you think? Well, I I really liked it because it just had uh, so much memor like personal Disney family memorabilia. So, Lots of letters and um, person more letters than personal effects, but uh, some memorabilia. It and was nice. Honestly, from what it was, the museum looked very large. It was really well kept. It was multi-level. It was right by the train tracks. And yeah, it was, it was totally worth the trip just to come check that out. Well, uh, and bearing the lead, <laughs> you can probably hear this uh, great folk music happening right now. We are uh, downtown. Main Street USA here in Marceline is having a wine and walk. Wine and art walk. Wine and art walk. So we are rubbing elbows with some of the most artistic and libaceous crew <laughs> here uh, in Missouri. Oh. And uh, we just got done with the rain and uh, it really is kind of coming together in a fun fashion but uh we did see a lot of artists around town just yeah. sketching various buildings and scenery so it does seem to be a sort of like mecca i guess for artists to come sketch in walt disney's hometown so we're standing outside the ma vicks corner cafe we had lunch here yeah and i they're using the the disney font uh, to help get, you know, tourists in. And it was a great little, like, greasy spoon. We had a big old cheeseburger. It was great. The food was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was actually kind of enjoyable. But it's fun because this town is maybe, what, 3,000 people? I don't know. I didn't look. <laughs> maybe 5,000. We'll say three to 5,000 yeah. people. And uh, you'll see little touches of Disney around uh-huh and th there's a sign up here at this barbecue restaurant that says walt disney did not eat here but he would have <laughs> and so kind of a fun culture they got going i'm getting uh a my wristband, wristband on let's Thank make this you. official thank you Ooh. Ooh, we get glasses all right, wine and art stroll, downtown Marceline. How fun. All right. All right, let's keep our stroll going. <laughs> so to our right, we have the town square, which is a giant park. And it's green and there's lots of benches and there's a big fountain in the middle with a bunch of flowers around it. 
so it's really beautiful. So, and this is kind of a fun story. Beyond that, and we thought, oh, how embarrassing, they can't use this word, it's a little, I'm uncomfortable, are you uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. But there's something here called the midget auto, auto something. Um, and it's just this little hut on the backside of this park. And what happened, and this is the truest story, you can see it in the museum, Walt Disney needed space to put in uh, it's a small world after all. And so he took down a ride that he had set up in the original Disney World. And it was like these little cars meant for children to drive around on. And they were, they're stuck on a track basically, but kids can still steer and have some control over where the car goes and yeah. how fast it goes. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here, the midget. Yeah, so anyway, when they replaced this ride at Disney World, Disney donated it to Marceline, so it's here. So it's kind of cool, but since then, the ride has shut down and it is no longer in operation. And uh, I don't know what's going on, but they de definitely kept part of it for historical context. Also, we are looking at the only federal building to be named after Walt Disney. And that's the post office. That's right. That's right off of this park and the square here. We also made a special effort to drive to the elementary school. Which is Walt Disney Elementary School. Kind of cool. And they had some of the old Disney artists back in the day when it was built, like in the 50s come in and like make some art for the entryway of the building. So we went over there and looked at that. Can you imagine going to Walt Disney Elementary School? I wonder if there's a disproportionate number of artists that came out of that school. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never thought of that. <laughs> so, All right. But we're looking at the main street now, just down the entire drag. And I don't know if we said this yet, but Main Street USA in the Disney parks is based on this main street that we're looking at here. So this yeah. is the real thing. And some more Disney trivia for you. Walt Disney's father came in to work for this train station, the Santa Fe... Uh, and that, his uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Well, still, that's what the, brought the Disneys in. He was, Walt was born in Chicago, but he considered Marceline his home during the formative years. And then he moved to Kansas City. And then once Kansas City, you know, the he got his start at the printing press and uh -huh. he started doing his animations and stuff. Uh, then he moved to Florida. I California. California, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I'm making up history. Yeah, Jay's just making things up now. So they came to Marceline when Disney was four years old. Walt Disney was four years old. His dad bought a farm and that was the first place we went to. But his uncle was here with the railroad and was having a great time here and I think encouraged the family to come. So I got a question for you, Andrea. Uh-huh. Let's say you're in Kansas City and this is your, Kansas City's your home. Yeah. Going to Marceline, is it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. This is something Jay and I do regularly is find a smaller town and just go and explore. There's always fun shops, restaurants, 
little hidden gems to discover. So yeah. it's, it's fun to get out, see something new, try some new places, maybe even be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But, it's, but it is, this is just delightful. It's been a great trip so far, and we, we only have more wine to drink and food to eat. But anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. This has been a great stroll.